Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the Afternoon Show. I've always wanted to say that. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold, and my name is Ben, um, filling in for Bill today. And we've just begun a brand new year, and so many people are picking their words or they're making their New Year's resolutions. And, you know, it's just a, it's a way to start brand new. It's just kind of the thing that American culture does. Everybody's talking about their resolutions, and a lot of people are talking about, what's your verse for this year? What's your what's your word for this year? And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but we're going to look at it from and through the lens of the Bible in a word that stands out in a way that uh, is described as kind of a posture of being one of the most brave but um, humble things that you can possibly do. And so, John Afonso, Pastor John Afonso, has been a, a pastor for 25 years in the Twin Cities and has been on Afternoons with Bill multiple times. And I thought, wow, she's one of my absolute favorite guests. So if I ever had the opportunity to fill in for Bill, let's get Jonna on the show. And so, Jonna, first of all, thank you for coming in and filling in with the B team today. Really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, Ben, you, you are not a B team, <laughs> but what a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. And so um, let's just let's just unwrap this word. I heard this word, uh, Hineni. Right. Mm-hmm. Several years ago, I was at a, a funeral for a, a friend of mine who's um, Jewish and was in a synagogue. His wife had passed away. And the whole message was on Hineni. But I've never heard it or understood it the way that you're going to lead us through it today. And so is, is Hineni your word for this year? You know, I think it might be. Okay. Um, there are several ways that I tend to start um, my year, and it's not always with a word, but this word has been offered to me, I feel like, in my studies. Um, as I was really asking God, you know, that whole New Year's resolution right. thing, God, what do you want me to focus in on? Where are you moving? And as I was exploring in Scripture and kind of looking for these places where people are really discerning God's call or hearing, uh, having this encounter with God that 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 sends them in a direction. Um, This word emerged for me. So, um, yeah, I think this is one of those words. I'm actually using it as kind of a breath prayer. Mm. Like when something happens that's disruptive or I feel a little thrown by something, I think of this word, hineni, and I kind of pray that to God. Here I am. God, I'm yours. I'm ready. Whatever you want. And so that's what Hineni means: is here I am. Yeah, that is how it gets translated repeatedly in Scripture. But it isn't just this kind of response to a roll call, like here, hear sure. your name, and then you're like here. It's not that. It is this really profound um, submission, willingness to listen. And to go where God might be calling you to go. It's kind of scary. It's kind of a big deal. You know what I mean? To, to, and I, I like what you said. It's a really brave thing to say, but it's a really humble thing 
to say as well, because yeah. God, and I truly believe this, wants to take you on an adventure of a lifetime that you, can, you can't even think or even possibly imagine what he wants you to do, right? But it takes right. that surrender so that Hineni, here I am, is kind of a big deal. How yeah. do you get ready to say? How do you know if you're ready to say? Because that's what God's waiting for you to say. Right. So it's really interesting because this word ends up emerging in Scripture, Um at times of uncertainty or times of major transition um, in Israel's history or in someone's life, um, it is, um, it's this uh, really, uh, like you said, humble, submitted word. It's the sense that um, I'm, I'm, I, everything in me is listening. Everything in me is attending to what you're saying and what you're doing, God. I'm aware that you're here and I'm ready to participate in what you're doing. I always say to be able to say the word hineni, you must be able to shed all your reservations. It is this brave, humble response that says, I, I'm not, I may not be powerful enough. I, I, I don't know if I'm up for this, but here I am, God. You're the one who's faithful. You're the one who can carry me, that, that can actually fill out that hmm. here I am word. Yeah. So why is it so hard to have that posture? <laughs> mm-hmm. To get rid of those reservations, Jana. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Because life, as you know, comes at you faster and faster. There's that whole attain, achieve culture out there. Absolutely. Stress, busy, fill up your um, your schedules, um, get the nicest car, the thing, you know, wear the clothes, um, do yeah. what, what you you want to do what your passions are, <laughs> right. but how do you, how do you, and I ask that because it's only happened to me a couple of times in my life. And as, as a Christian now, it's, I want to say Hineni every single day, every moment of every single day. Amen. Right. But how do you get to that point? Cause I'm sure that there, there are people listening in the audience right now mm-hmm. that are listening going, Hmm, well, I don't know. I know we're supposed to. I know that's what our calling is and to surrender to God. But sometimes letting go, which seems like a really easy thing to do when you're talking about just the word of letting go, it seems like an ease. Mm. But sometimes letting go is maybe the hardest thing you can possibly do. Right. Because, you know, sometimes the letting go feels like you're letting go of the bar you're hanging on and there's nothing left. Because then you're going to fall. Drop of faith. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because in Scripture— um, there are three places in particular that I ended up really grounding myself in for Hineni. One is the call of Moses. The second one is the call of Samuel. And then the third one is the call of Isaiah. So that's like Exodus 3. It's um, 1 Samuel um, 3. And then it's Isaiah 6 is where these calls are. One of the things that's really interesting is that in order for these men to say Hineni, to be able to take the step toward where God was calling them to, they actually had to be in awe. Mm. In There is a kind of a wonder, um, uh, an amazement at what's happening. So for Moses, it's the burning bush. He sees this bush that isn't being consumed, and he literally says— Oh my gosh, what, what's going on? This is amazing. Um, why isn't this bush being burned up? I must go see it. So it's from this place of kind of wonder and awe and openness 
that he's drawn in. Samuel is this boy kind of on the edge of being a man, right on the edge of his call. And he hears for the first time the voice of God for himself. And he uh, gets up and presents himself. In fact, he thinks it might be Eli, the high priest at the time. And he goes running into Eli and says, here I am, here I am, here I am. And finally, Eli is able to discern and say, Samuel, what I want you to do the next time is stay where you're at and say, Lord, I'm listening. I'm ready. And so it's this, it's the wonder and the amazement. He's literally probably sleeping near the Holy of Holies. Um, so there's this wonder, this awe, this amazement, and the voice of God calls his name and he responds with this, I'm ready, and is called into this amazing prophetic ministry. And then Isaiah actually has a whole vision, right? He, um, he, this king that was kind of the hope of Israel, a really good king, one of the rare really good kings, um, dies. Uh, his name is Uzziah. And it is right after that where Isaiah is probably shaken, Israel is shaken. He may be discouraged. He may feel in despair. And then he has this amazing vision of God, um, how unbelievably powerful and great God is, so great that the whole temple just, you know, barely fits the hem of his garment, you know, Um, and he's actually struck with his own um, sin, but he's cleansed in the vision, and then God calls, calls. You know, who, who's, who shall we send? Who will go for us? And out of that awe and wonder and um, marvelous experience, Isaiah is able to say, "Here I am." So, as I think about that, you know, Ben, I think that one of the keys to being able to say Hineni is to capture that vision of God that's so much bigger than us. His might, his glory, his tremendous resources, to have that sense of God and who he is and a sense that he's doing something in this world and a hunger to be a part of that, and then to just say it, to sort of give into the awe and the wonder of that moment with God. So I'd be encouraging our listeners, if you're out there and you're like, ooh, I just don't have a Hineni in me right now, I think it might be time to become a wonder seeker or an awe chaser um, to, to, to pray, to start your prayer by saying, I need to be captured by you again, God. I need a glimpse of how amazing and wonderful you are, because that's what launches the journeys of these amazing people right. in Scripture. That's amazing. John Afonso is our guest today. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Ben filling in. John has been a pastor for 25 years. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Hineni, which means here I am. And so you were you were just talking about people who might not be ready to say here I am. Mm-hmm. What if somebody's listening right now that says, I'm not ready to say here I am, Hineni, but I want to be bold. I want to be brave. I want to do it anyway. Can you just do it? Can we do it together? Can we walk somebody through it? Or is it one of those things where um, one of my favorite prayers is, um, and it sounds so silly, but God, I just want to experience you in the most real ways. And I just picture, God, will you hit me? Will you surprise me like a Mack truck? Will you just like T-bone me? You know, where I'm left in on wonder, where I just like look over to the right and go, whoa. What was that? God, <laughs> thank you. You know? Yeah. So can you walk us through that? I I know you talked about the prayer and Mm -hmm. and to be seeking for awe and 
be a wonder seeker and and uh, and all of the, those things that you said. Mm-hmm. How how can we do that together during this show? Is mm-hmm. it possible to do it right now together? Right. Well, I certainly I would want to invite you if you're there and you're feeling this tug on your heart um, toward Hineni, I would want you, let's just take a deep breath right now and let's say, uh, and maybe even go to some of those scriptures I named where you see those high holy calls and say, I'm going to read that and ask God for that to come. But take a deep breath right now and tell him that you want to be captivated. You want to be captured. You want to see him in a way that you maybe haven't seen him for a long time or maybe never. You you have gotten, God has gotten too small and too tame right now in your life. So I would just encourage you right now, just take that deep breath as a listener and say, okay, God, I want you. I want that vision so that my heart can be yielded and ready for what you have for me in this mm. new year. God never changes. He's the same God of the Bible, the same God of 2,000 years ago. All of the, the stories that you hear of breakthrough and miracles, that's Amen. the same God today. That's right. Right? That's, that's right. That's the same God as today. And mm-hmm. so, God, we just, we ask. Mm. We ask that you would yes, break through in so many lives of everybody that's listening right now and in, in our lives, too. So that we can experience you, so that you can um, turn our hearts towards you, so that we're able and ready to say, here I am. Not just today, but every day, every moment leading forward, whether it's in relationships or job obligations or family or decisions. God, here we are. Use us. We are desperate to be used by you so that we can go out in there into the world that you so love to have an impact for you. And not for our glory, God, but for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Ben filling in. My favorite guest of all time. <laughs> 25-year pastor in the Twin Cities, John Afonso. We'll be back uh, in just a couple of minutes. I just I want to tell you, though, that Hineni um, was also used in the Bible. God said Hineni <laughs> twice. We're going to talk about God's here I am and the wonderful promise that he makes to you. Next on Faith Radio. When you sponsor a child in need, you change their life. Your child learns that God loves them more than they can imagine and that he has special plans for their life. Your child gets help with school and is taught leadership, life skills, and how to overcome poverty and succeed. Your child gets nutritious food and vital medical care that often saves lives. You might not be able to change the world, but for one child, you can change theirs. Meet the kids. Find your child at MyFaithRadio.com. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Ben filling in today, and I'm here with Jonna Fonts. She's a pastor uh, for 25 years, and I just love the joy in your heart and in your voice as we talk about <laughs> Hineni today. Hineni is uh, a word that shows up in the Bible multiple times. We've talked about um, three times in the Old Testament, and we're going to talk uh, about how, you know, we've talked about how Moses and Samuel and Isaiah all said, here I am. That's what Hineni means. Here I am. Lord, use me. 
You know, Ben, um, one of the, the New Testament is written in Greek and hineni is a Hebrew word, yep. but one of the clear places, just because we're coming out of the Christmas season, one of the clear places where if she had been speaking in Hebrew, she would have said hineni is Mary mm. at the Annunciation, where she says, you know, I am the servant of the Lord. Yeah. May it be to me as you have said. So that kind of that humble all in response is exactly what you see in Mary as she's headed into the nativity. Right, but so. I, I know the word isn't used unnecessarily, but don't you see people all over the Bible that have that heart posture of Hinei? That's right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Where God can do amazing things through these broken people, these imperfect situations, these imperfect right. p- p- people to accomplish his perfect will. And it's that heart posture. Yeah. And so if your heart posture is to want to do great things for God, for his glory, not right. your glory, he will come through and use you. Amen. Right? Amen. So, uh, Jonna, thank you for coming today. <laughs> we talked about how um, just the most amazing ways how Moses showed up in, in Isaiah and Samuel. Mm-hmm. Two times, though, uh, when God says, Hineni, when God yeah. says, here I am. And that's one of my favorite things, too, as we look to God to, to, to have that reminder that here I am. Right. Right? That's right. Yeah, in fact, we would say any here I am that we say is really just in response to this giant right. here I am that's filling our lives and and uh, um, engulfing us and surrounding us. Yeah, so there are two times in Scripture, and they're both in Isaiah when God actually says Hineni. And I thought, um, I'll just read those two Scriptures. So the first one is Isaiah 58, verses 8 through 9. And I'm actually reading out of the Tree of Life version, which is kind of really um, obsessive about the Hebrew stuff. So it's a great version to read if you are exploring the Hebrew scriptures. I mean, it's great on both sides, but particularly fun in the Old Testament. So, So Isaiah 58, verse 8, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will spring up speedily. Then you will call and Adonai will answer, Mm. you will cry, and he will say, here I am. So there's this really beautiful, um, we're calling on God in neediness and humility and repentance. This scripture is particularly a call by the prophet Isaiah to the people of Israel to repent of the ways that they are not following God, that they are chasing after other things. I think that sometimes our our own hinanis can um, be held back because we're serving other gods, we're chasing other priorities. And so, in the midst of that kind of of repentance that is producing, um, or um, that calling that is producing a repentance that makes the heart ready to say hineni, God says, you will cry, and I will say, here I am, hineni, Mm. I'm in. If you're repenting, if you're turning, if you are walking away from sin and brokenness or just distraction, you've been highly distracted, God says, I'm all in. I'm here. We're in this together. So it's a really beautiful call. And sometimes at the start of a new year, we need to spend a little time in repentance. There are things that we want to lay aside, things we want to let go of, things that we don't want to do anymore, even if they're they're really just fine things. But 
Maybe you need to watch a little less TV. Maybe you need to shut off some screens. Maybe you need to um, uh, do some fasting. I mean, I don't know what practices you might be involved in that's kind of helping you get rid of the things that are distracting you. But I want you to know that when you say, when you start that process of repentance, God says, I'm all in. Mm. I'm going to pour my grace. I'm going to transform. I am all in when your heart is turning. Wow. I think about, you know, you mentioned the new year. Pastor John Afonso, mm. by the way, Afternoons with Bill mm-hmm. Arnold. My name is Ben. You talk about the new year and the fresh start, but I also think about even every morning as his mercies are new every morning as a fresh start to say mm. in Nani. The first thing yes. when you wake up, um, we have yeah. a friend who listens to to Faith Radio who he said, you know what? I changed my prayer life and I pray this every morning now. God, thank you for opening my eyes, for putting breath into my lungs because you did today. I know you have a plan and a purpose for my life. Amazing. So here I am. Oh, wow. There it is. Right? Yeah. A morning prayer of Hineni. Ready, Lord God. Um, Ready to be all in on you. And then to know that God's echoing response to that is Hineni. Right back at you, kid. You know, I'm in. Right. So as you listen to Faith Radio, my question, um, Pastor Fonz, is Mm -hmm. is why wouldn't you want to say Hineni? (laughs) I mean, obviously, I know it's scary, right? Right. It's scary to let go of those things. It's scary to um, to, uh, admit that you're weak. It's scary (laughs) to admit that you're sinful and broken Mm -hmm. and all of these things. But the Bible says when you're weak, then he's strong. That's exactly right? right. And amazing things happen when you're weak and he's strong. I know the world says the vice, you know, mm. vice versa, but um, you know, when when we fight our battles on our knees, the Bible says something completely different. So how do you let go of the flesh that right. holds you back to submit and surrender to here I am? And I think that I think that you're just nailing Ben that sometimes we think that the only way I can pray this prayer is if I'm gifted or worthy or strong enough. Like, I'm up for this. Whatever God may say, I'm up for this. Mm. And I think that that is, that is so, like you said, counter to what Scripture says, that God is close close to the brokenhearted. He is the bruised reed. He will not break the smoldering wick. He will not snuff out. You know, he is close to those of us who just own how weak we are. And that perhaps our listeners, if you're finding yourself right now saying, I don't think I could pray that prayer. I'm too scared. I'm too Mm. afraid of what God would do. It might be you're deeply aware of your neediness, and there's no better prayer to pray than here I am, God. Because when you say that, you're not saying, I'm going to be so amazing, and I'm going to rock this. What you're saying is, I'm yours with all the brokenness, all the fallenness, all the shatteredness. Here I am in all that I really am. But I'm yours, God. Mm. I'm offering myself. And I think that could be this powerful prayer of restoration. In fact, the second time in Isaiah that um, that God says, Hineni, he's announcing that he's doing this new thing that people aren't even aware of. Like, so the um the the Hineni, Israel doesn't even know what to say Hineni to right they're 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 unaware of what god is doing and he says isaiah 43:19 here i am 
Hineni, doing a new thing. Now it's springing up. Do you not know it? I will surely make a way in the desert Hmm. and rivers in the wasteland. So this picture of these barren, dead places, God is here. He is saying, I'm here. So when you do feel weak, when you feel the most broken, when you feel the most shattered, the most unable to pray, Hineni is your word. Hmm. Because God wants to bring new life into that space. He wants to take you right where you're at. You're as a desert, as a wasteland. And he wants to, he wants to do this new thing in you. So in some ways, it's like, accept where you are and offer it to God. Right. And I would say, even just with the the weakness and the brokenness that you were talking about, if you're feeling that way, I would say, congratulations. Amen. Seriously, I know that's not what the world says, but seriously, congratulations, because you're in a spot that God can use you in the most amazing way. And God can use you in any way, but right there at that tender moment, wow, what a special time. Yeah, because when you're most needy, when you're most broken, you're actually most open to the move of God. Your, Your eyes are open, your ears are open, your heart is open, so that that neediness, that brokenness, that is perfect. That is the perfect place to be in order to say this prayer because you're going to be able to see and hear God at new depths. You have a hunger. You have a longing for God that is like uh, opening the faucet of the mm. Spirit into the world through you. John Afonso, pastor, 25 years. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> this is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Ben filling in. We have just less than two minutes here. Would you be able to pray a Hineni prayer for us mm. um, today before we end this conversation for people that are listening, driving home, going about their days, just to um, just to be able to, to love and walk with them, disciple them as we do this together as a a community of of faith radio family members around the country around the world that want to show up and make a difference fan the flame of revival serve our most amazing god (laughs) it would be an honor to pray oh lord god hear us where we're at in our weakness in our vulnerability with all the parts that are beautiful and all the parts that aren't all the parts of us that are brave and strong and all the parts of us that are weak and trembling, the parts of us, Lord God, that are even soft and self-indulgent, we bring it all to you and we say to you, we're here, whatever you're up to, wherever you're going, whoever you are loving today, whatever you are changing or healing, we, Lord God, are here. Use us. Use us like you did Moses and Samuel and Isaiah and Mary. Make of our lives a fount of your blessing, your goodness, your power, and your redemption. And do it for your glory, God. Amen. Amen. Mm. Pastor John Afonso, thank you for being on Afternoons with Bill Arnold today. Mm. What a pleasure, Ben. Great to have this conversation with you. Thank you. This is Faith Radio. What is God doing? What is he up to? 
Do you see him? Do you experience him in your life? Hey, this is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. My name is Ben. You just heard us talking to John Afonz and about the word Hineni, if, if maybe that's your word for 2024. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. So now that you're ready to say, here I am, Lord, what are the next steps? You know, I was always taught that uh, the easiest way to serve God is to figure out what he's doing and then join him in it. And I'm so grateful for Greg Finke. He's uh, he's an author. He's a, a church consultant. He's joining Afternoons with Bill Arnold this afternoon. And Greg, thank you for coming on today uh, and helping us join Jesus on his mission, How to Be an Everyday Missionary. You've written this book. It's sold thousands and thousands of copies. And I love Jesus, but I need a little help to like simplify it down just a little bit, Greg, as to how I can notice what God is doing out there and then how I can join him in it. So welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Well, thank you very much, Ben. It is so good to be here. And uh, you and me and everybody else, right? We need right. that simplified. So we clarity le- leads to intentionality. Mm. And so if I can understand what am I looking for right. when Jesus says, seek the kingdom, well, then I'll be more likely to see it, recognize it, and be able to respond to it. Yeah, one of my favorite things about, um, as I was reading a little bit of your book earlier today, is the fact that you ask people, how is Jesus messing with you? So can you explain that a little bit? Because you you, you start, maybe you're you're walking into a church, you're having a conversation with the pastor or the congregation, and you say, how is Jesus messing, messing with you? Because that's a really good hint as to where maybe Jesus is calling you into. Yeah, and, you know, what it really means is, how's he trying to get your attention, right? Right. Not how's he picking on you or, you know, but how's he messing with you? What's he wanting you to look up from what you're preoccupied with right now? What does he want you to see, to notice? Uh, What does he want you to pay attention to? Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, the thing with great questions is that once we have that question in our head, we're like, oh, for heaven's sakes, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That would be a great question for us to uh, kind of embrace every day. Hey, How's he trying to get my attention today? How's he messing with me as I'm, you know, going about my, uh, you know, everything I got on my to-do list and uh, I keep getting interrupted? I, I, I keep uh, getting distracted. Is that simply a, a function of, of, of my psychology or is, is God saying, hey, Greg, uh, over here, buddy, uh, I'm up to something and I'd like you to be my hands and feet to be able to respond to that? Right. So when he's messing with you, What does that typically look like for people who are driving home after a busy day of work? Maybe for a lot of people, this is their Monday because they had yesterday off. And and life is busy, and they want to experience God more in 24. Um, And they want to, to, you know, we just had this opportunity to have this conversation about Hineni, here I am, to show up and say, God, here I am, use me. How do you recognize when God is quote unquote messing with you. Yeah, well, and and that really is the what she the, the, that that first thing of I'm here, let me now pay attention, yeah. right? And I think, you know, the messing with me part is when I'm not paying attention. Sure. It's it's him trying to, but once we like anybody who has been following Jesus and be trained by Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, after a little while you become uh more intentional and better at it. Right. And so we show up wherever we're showing up. I'm showing up at work. I'm showing up in my neighborhood. I'm showing back up with my family. And so I'm 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 anticipating now. And that's really what we would, once we get past the, how's he messing with you? In other words, what are the questions you're asking? What are the things that are kind of that holy discontent? But now that we have a, a sense of, oh, 
God wants me to live with an anticipation that he's alive and on the loose, that he's ahead of me, that uh, Ephesians 2.10 is in play, that he's preparing good in advance for me to see, recognize, and do for the good of others. Now, it, uh, living a life of, of, uh, in, uh, of seeking the kingdom and loving my neighbor becomes very simple because uh, now I show up, I look, and I don't have to really think about what are the mysterious things I can't see or understand. Mm. God's not asking me to see things I can't see or to understand things I can't understand. What he's doing is, hey, look at the people around you. Notice them. Who needs a little of what you have in abundance? A little love, a little joy, a little laughter, a little news that's good, a listening ear, a little patience, uh, some grace. And uh, and just offer it to them. Don't try to be a salesman. Don't try to pre presumptuous and pushy, but rather offer that cool cup of water and see what the response is. And when we do that in the context of where we are showing up regularly, family, neighborhood, workplace, where I hang out, work out, then we start to, uh, those ripples start to go out and Mm. people appreciate that we're showing up. They're glad we're there because when we show up, good things tend to happen. A little love, a little laughter, a little grace. And uh, wouldn't it be great that our family would be happy when we got home? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or when we when we get to work, everybody kind of breathes a bit of a sigh of relief. Oh, good, they're here. Um, good stuff's going to happen. And mm. that that's who we get to be. Right. We don't need to be the grouchy person. We don't need to be the uptight Pharisee. We don't need to be the person that's uh, you know dis disconnected and aloof. We can be the person that's noticing, recognizing, offering a little bit of what we got. And out of the abundance of what we got. So remembering who we are and what we have and then going, well, you look like you could use a little mm. bit too. Right. Yeah. Greg, Greg, uh, Greg Finke is an author. He's written this book called Joining Jesus on His Mission, How to Be an Everyday Missionary. He's also a, a church consultant and he runs Dwelling 114. Now, Greg, you just talked about joining Jesus on his mission. Um, and it, it counts as... <laughs> The little things really are the things that matter the most. It's it's showing up. It's giving that listening ear. It's having that conversation. It's smiling, right? It's opening the door for somebody. That's right. You know, I think, and, and I was one of those people, but I certainly, as I talk with thousands of Christians across the country, and even around the world, actually, it's it's true. You know, we, we keep thinking there's going to be some big, hard, complicated thing. God's we try to make it to so do. complicated yeah. all the time. And yet, what does Jesus say? It's He says it's the little things. It's like mm. a, a little pinch of yeast, a, a, a seed, a cool cup of water. It's a little bit of what we've got to help somebody else. And um, and out of that, then God does what God does. So it's not a lot. He doesn't say plant trees. He says scatter seeds. And through the seeds, God does what God does and creates the trees and, and all the good stuff that, that, that people need from God. I like to remind people that it, this is from God. It's not from me. From God to me, through me, mm. to the people around me. And if we can live in that freely receive for the sake of freely giving— I have received abundantly from the Father for the sake of offering it abundantly. That's a number one. That's a a, a very fulfilling way to live. But the other thing is, it's a very fruitful way to mm. live. Greg, um, tell me this: you're you're talking about how joining Jesus and His mission is, is an easy thing. But what about when Jesus said, "Sell everything and come follow me"? Now, as Christians, oftentimes we think that we were either all in or we're all out, right? We got to sell all of our belongings and give everything up to the poor to follow Jesus. Well, I think the, the, the reality is, is that in the scriptures, Jesus says that 
there are many folks that 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 don't give literally give away everything they got. They become resources through which uh, the the kingdom in, in the material world operates, right? But I think what is what he's saying and what is so important for all of us to live freely and lightly and like a little child under the Father's guidance is to live with a sense of of a very loose grip on the stuff. I don't need any of this stuff to be able to follow Jesus. I don't need any of this stuff to feel fruitful and fulfilled. In fact, I uh, the 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 more we can kind of be free of that, mm. whether it's permanently and literally, or whether it's just uh, em- emotionally and 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 uh, spiritually, uh, then we're going to be able to respond in in a much more uh, timely and generous way with what with who we are and with what we've got. And uh, and again, um, what what Jesus says is when you do that, you won't lose out. Uh, you in fact are are showing yourself uh, trustworthy for more, not so I get more, but so that I can steward more for the good of others. And again, it it ends up being a, a really fun way to live. Uh, I've lived with anxiety and fear and a sense of you know being in control and trying to keep a hold of stuff, and it, it's no way to live at all. Uh, uh, on the other hand, we are slowly learning how to be more um, uh, generous and to be generous in the moment, not to procrastinate, not to negotiate with God, but when there's an opportunity there just to, to freely offer. And again, you, we can do that with, uh, with strangers along life's way, and that's, that's fine. But I think what Jesus and what we, well, what we underestimate when we're reading the Bible is how thoroughly relational and community-oriented uh, the people in that, in that day were. They're, they're, we, we in America are, are radically individualized. Uh, and so uh, what we miss is in the scriptures, uh, people are rarely uh, interacting with complete strangers. And and that we, uh, in the same way, can learn how to, who are these people, not just the folks we'll never see again along the roadway, but who are the people God's actually placed around me where I live, work, play, go to school? What's their name? What's their story? And how can I be a way that a little bit of God's uh, blessing is experienced in their lives? And, um, and and that not only sparks community and enhances community, it deepens it and, it and it spreads it. And if there's anything that we in our individual neighborhoods and communities need, it's the people of God being the people of mm. God again. Mm. Not fussy Pharisees shaking our fingers at people or trying to control other people, but remembering who we are and what we've got and generously offering that in love and laughter and hospitality to the people around us. And can we just follow the ways of Jesus? especially those that don't deserve it. And then we'll then we'll see the transformation that Jesus saw in the Gospels, that Paul saw in the epistles, and as he was doing about his missionary journeys. Uh, we will see it here, too. And what I like to remind people is the reason we're not seeing it here isn't because um, Jesus isn't able to. It's because we're not doing it Jesus' way. Jesus' way for Jesus' results. Right now, we're getting our way for our results. So that's okay. Let's uh, do what Jesus says. Repent, believe the good news, come follow me, and we'll start seeing different results. Mm, can't wait for different results. And how do we find those different results? Um, how do we do it Jesus' way? How do we join him on his mission? Greg Finke is our guest today. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. More with Greg Finke, who's an author of this book, Joining Jesus on His Mission, How to Be an Everyday Missionary. He's also um, with Dwelling 114, a church consultant, and we are grateful that he is on Afternoons with Bill Arnold today. My name is Ben, and this is Faith Radio. 
Hi, this is Bill Arnold, host of the afternoon show. Do you uh, still believe God is good? I think oftentimes when you share Christ with people, they, they want to ask two questions. Is God good and can God be trusted? So do you believe he cares about the condition of you and your life and your soul? And do you think he still answers prayer? Well, I promise Susie Larson is going to help you wake up to the goodness of God and point you towards healing and wholeness. If you're in for an adventure of a lifetime and to be used by God, just text the word good to 877-933-2484 to get encouraging texts, prayers, and devotions from our own Susie right to your phone. Connecting Faith to Life, Faith Radio. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Ben Holson uh, filling in this afternoon. Did you know, and Greg Finke is our guest, by the way, on Afternoons with Bill today. I'm reading from his book, Joining Jesus on His Mission, How to Be an Everyday Missionary. I'm just going to read your own words to you, Greg. Did you know that Jesus had a secret weapon for fulfilling his redemptive mission? And it's as simple enough for you and me to imitate. Do you know what it is? He enjoyed hanging out with people. <laughs> and now, just a couple of minutes ago, you were talking about getting the, the, the same thing out of this, the same thing that we do because we're trying to figure out how to do it our own way, our human way, um, our mortal way instead of Jesus way, right? We're looking for Jesus type answers, but doing them our way and it doesn't really work that way. But are you saying that it all starts with hanging out and having conversations with people? Yeah. Uh, Again, we don't have to make this up, right? Let's just see what Jesus actually right. did and and imitate him, right? He's our rabbi. We're the disciple. He's our uh, he's he's our model and mentor, and we're the ones that that want to take up his his lifestyle and practices. And you know, we think about Jesus, and and we think of him as the Son of God, the miracle worker, the the teacher of profound insights, and that's all true. But when Jesus says, "Come follow me," he's not necessarily asking us to do things that only the Son of God can do, but rather to imitate his simple lifestyle that even a little child can do. And that's the key, right? It's it's realizing that the lifestyle of Jesus is so simple, even a little child can take it up. And so if we can ask ourselves, well, what is this lifestyle? Jesus lived under and, and enjoyed living under the leadership, the lordship, the, the, the headship of the Father. So Jesus didn't have to wake up every day and worry about um, uh, the, the, the results. What he w- woke up every morning is, what's the Father up to? He looked for it. And it usually showed up in the in the uh, uh, in people, people that needed some healing, people that needed some teaching, people that needed some loving, and and then he just went about his his day. So we can also uh, get up and look for the people God's going to bring across our path, and ask ourselves how can we be of of a little help, a little service, a little joy uh, to them. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but I can tell when people are, uh, excited to be with me and when they're not. And so when we say, love your neighbor, uh, then that usually means that your, their, the, your neighbor knows they're being loved. If uh, my neighbor doesn't know I love them, then I got a little more loving to do. Right. And, and so loving people means not only, uh, putting up with them and treating them better than they deserve, but actually, uh, knowing them and and enjoying them 
wanting to be with them, hanging out with them, not because they're perfect, not because they think the way I do, uh, but because they are a person that God has loved and is redeeming and wants me to be uh, not a redeemer, but to be a part of the equation of how they experience that love and redemption. I know that sounds like a, a lot of words, but that's why it's important for us to enjoy people. Right. Greg, I love what you say, and I <clears throat> there are so many conversations about how uh, the Bible is is more than just just love and good feelings, right? Loving people is really hard. What God is calling us to do and to show up and to love people, that's hard because people are messy. Yeah. Well, and so, first of all, this is where living under the cross is good for us, right? Uh, we, I, re, I have to remind myself every day, if I have somebody that's hard to love, is to say, and I am even harder to love. Mm. But God has loved me and loves me in spite of me deserving otherwise. And if that has how I have freely been loved, then I shall also then love others that way. Now, again, I'm just stealing right out of like 1 John chapter 4. This is nothing new, right? Uh, Jesus says, as I have loved you, which is a self-sacrificial love for someone that doesn't deserve it but, but desperately needs it, now you also love others. So there's, you're right, it's it's not easy, but I would suggest it's a lot easier than the alternative. Living with hate, living with anger, living with resentment, that is a heavy, uh, awful, kind of corrosive way to live. Uh, treating folks better than they deserve uh, is, 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 may not, it may not change them, but it will, it will sustain me. And I tell people, and I remind myself this all the time, you know, God's love doesn't work every time, but it's the only thing that works. <laughs> and so you might as well just keep offering it because number one, you never know what, what might be the day that is the day that it <laughs> is the breakthrough. Uh, and number two is if I, if I buy into the lie that, that they uh, I, I will. I, I am in the right in treating them the way that I, I think they deserve. That's the very thing Jesus warned his followers the most about. He said, "Don't judge, because in the way that it will you measure it out, it'll be measured back to you." Bad move. So, for both those reasons, loving people is the only sane thing to do. Mm. Greg Finke is the guest. Afternoons with Bill Arnold today. He's an author. He's written this book. Uh, came out in, what, 2014, jo- joining Jesus on his mission, how to be an everyday missionary. But I, you know, why didn't I just thought this book and um, this relationship was too important to not have uh, on again this afternoon. So we've talked about uh, joining Jesus on his mission, kind of having your head on a swivel, seeing what God is doing, and then joining him in it. Now we've kind of, I don't know, transpired to uh, living on mission. How do you then live on mission and keep going. Yeah, well, I think it's it's as simple as us simply remembering that mission is the same as purpose, right? So so what's the point? Mm. If I, as I get up every day, I want to remember what's the point, what's the goal, what's the mission, or uh, what's the purpose of the day, and then I can live on purpose, right? And, and, and so if I can remember that it, it basically, I like to sum it up, and I think the scriptures say it this way, let's, let's start with remembering who I am. Uh, who I am in Christ is a beloved, forgiven, redeemed child of the Most High King. And, then, um, and, and so what do I have? Well, I have God's love in abundance. Uh, and what we know from the Word of God is that God's love is our superpower, right? Like I said, it, it, it doesn't work every time, but it's the only thing that works. It's the only thing that changes human beings from the inside out. So if I remember that I am loved and I remember that I have love, then my purpose is to go out and look for people who need a little bit of what I have in abundance. 
and offer it to them. And so if I can live on purpose, God's love is redemptive and restorative. And, uh, and, and so I just go out every day. I'm not going to hunt people down. I'm not going to uh, sell something or press in on people, but I'm going to look for people who need that. They need a smile. They need a, uh, a handshake. They need a little uh, laughter, hospitality, a cup of coffee, a, lifting, a listening ear. Ultimately, as we uh, 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 build that relationship with the people that are already there in our lives on a regular basis, you know, that, that starts to transition into conversations that start to build on each other. And that's when, uh, you know, you and I say, Ben, we, we, we get together regularly and I start to get to know your story. And that's when I can really start to, to use all the treasures of God's word to be able to start ministering to who you are, because ultimately the same thing of my identity and purpose is is ultimately the thing he offers everybody, right? He wants to redeem and restore everybody for God so loved the world. And Jesus said, now what we're going to do, and this is Matthew 28, right? Here's what we're going to do. Let's go out and train everybody to be a way by which the love of God is experienced in the world today, uh, grace and truth. And, um, and, 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 you know, so go out and, and disciple people, train people to do that to the ends of the earth. Can you imagine this world with filled with Christians that know how to go out and intentionally look for people and laugh with them, love them, offer hospitality, be kind, um, help them to understand the good news of God. Uh, it, it'd be a good place to live. Amazing place to live. Greg, we have three minutes left. What do you say to the person that's driving home today? Listening to Faith Radio, Afternoons with Bill Arnold. They've been listening for the last 15, 20 minutes. What's next? First is to to, to really um, start to drink deeply of the cup of grace that God has for you. Um, you, didn't, you. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. But he loves you and he wants you to drink it in deeply. Uh, so that you then, when you get home, you can be that person that... Uh, the, the, the spouse, the, the, the kids, you know, what, wh- whoever's going to be in your house when you get home, uh, will then have a, a, a drink of what you have been receiving mm-hmm. as you go home today. Um, allow the Lord to minister to your spirit, to, to, to ease your anxiety, to, to raise your hope, to, 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 uh, fill your cup of, of grace so that when you come home, you're not like, you know, pushing and pressing <laughs> and very religious. But but uh, just you're 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 who you are, uh, but full of love and joy and peace and patience. That would be a very good gift indeed. Greg Finke, uh, I highly recommend this book, Joining Jesus on His Mission: How to Be on uh, an Everyday Missionary. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Ben Holson filling in today, and this is Faith Radio. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.